I'm Fernando Sosa, and you're watching Mindset of Steel live show. In this show, we encourage you to crush your limiting beliefs, punch fear in the face, and take massive action in your business and your personal life by focusing on the 80% psychology and 20% strategies. Very excited tonight. Um, this is uh, episode number 31 of our weekly live show. And uh, we have a special guest coming up in a few moments, uh, Ron Worley. And uh, if you're watching uh, us on YouTube, don't forget to subscribe, click on the notification icon so you can be notified when we go live. And um, if you're listening to us on Apple Podcast, please leave us a review. Tell me how, how we're doing. We're also available on Spotify and other podcasting platforms. Now, um, also check out our website, our website, mindsetofsteel.com. And uh, why don't you just join our free community? We have a private Facebook group where I've been planning different events. Uh, we've, we've, we had one, one big event, uh, Relationship Challenge, a few, uh, few weeks ago, or over a month ago. And we have something else planned in, coming up in the spring and summer. So that happens inside the Mindset of Steel uh, community. Uh, so mindsetofsteel.com, and you can join the free community there. I'm very excited here. So today's episode is about perseverance, overcoming challenges, um, and uh, a mindset of steel, I think. Uh, our, our guest is, is an example, I think, of, of what we've been talking about. That it, you know, it doesn't matter. Your past doesn't define, doesn't have to define your future. Uh, and um, we're gonna hear from Ron, and he's gonna share with us his 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 story, and not only his story, but how he got past that story and created a new story, and how he's helping people along the way. Now, um, let me let me just get into it because we we this is only a thirty minute show. Uh, and we will need like over two hours to go over the whole story. So I want to get right into it and talk to uh, Ron. Uh, so before we get, uh, we welcome Ron. Let me just say a little bit about Ron. Now, Ron, uh, Ron Worley, he's a, a successful business owner, a real estate investor, mentor, and a self-made billionaire who follows his own code, the Worley way. I like it that he named it. Uh, he's a proud dad, a dedicated husband, making his home in Colorado. He refused to accept circumstance, taking himself from a man on a path to death to living a world-changing reality. He shares real-life lessons that inspires countless entrepreneurs, thinkers, and those wanting lasting change. His systems guide wealth and well-being. Ron is the host of uh, a podcast, Sons of Ditches, on Spotify. So let's go ahead and welcome Ron. Ron, welcome, Ron. How are you, Fernando? Man, that yeah. music is jumping. I, I don't know how you can't dance with that intro. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Thank you. Thank you. I'm excited that, that you're here. I'm very um, thankful that you're here. And because, um, like, I was reading your story and 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 I, I glanced over your book. Uh, we'll talk about it in a, in a moment. Um, and, and you're, you know... You you you're an example of of like I said um, you know of perseverance and 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 um, I want you to share with us a little bit about that. But what I want to do for you know like I said we don't we only have thirty minutes and I want to yeah. really help people. Uh, of course, know your story. So I'll give you a chance to 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 tell them 
everybody about a little bit about your story, but then I want to focus and, and pivot on your, your breakthroughs and how you overcame your challenges and how you're moving forward and, and helping other people as well. So, um, you know, Ron, from, you know, homeless to addict to million dollar business owner, you know, that's like a big extreme from one extreme to another extreme. And, uh, you know, you have an incredible story. And so what, what, you know, fill me in, Ron, you know, I, I'm going to, I'm going to just start a little bit. I know you, you've, you've had a rough childhood and you're going to talk to others about that. You have a rough childhood. You have six siblings, you, you know, your dad married three times, you know, he gave you drugs when he, you, when you were like two years old, marijuana, is that mm -hmm. right? That's correct. And yep. you, you were basically drinking and, and doing uh, drugs since your preteen, you know, preteens. And so fill me in, Ron. I mean, how? Yeah. Take it from there, you know, fill me in. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, a lot of that, I, a lot of my uh, adversity I did myself. Um, my childhood taught me how to be a man and it was all wrong. And uh, I, when I grew up, I continued on those, those bad habits I was taught. And um, at that point, it was my problem, man. At 18 years old, when I left the house, I moved 3,500 miles away from home, uh, tried to go on with a, a college career. And uh, I just started ruining things at that point with my addictions. Um, I, I lost my football career, my college career, um, my wife. I lost my house, my cars, my boats, you know, everything uh, up to a point where I was homeless. Um, just due to my own actions and, and the way I thought, uh, my own stinking thinking. Uh, and, and really it was... Uh, it was the, you know, I don't want to blame everything on my childhood, um, but your childhood is what shapes your mind. And for me, I was very insecure. I thought that being a man meant you womanize, that you uh, drink every night and uh, you just go to work. And those aren't, that's just not reality. Um, I started to see other people uh, who were successful that were just good good men they somehow knew right and wrong um and i i don't know how they did that and and i still don't i i personally have to have a guide i have to have the whirly way that helps me with the right and wrongs because i i don't know it instinctually um because i wasn't raised on it uh so yeah that got me to be a very lonely homeless man uh in 2003 and i was many many miles away from uh, any family, and uh, I had had a car accident, and uh, I was thrown from the vehicle. Uh, at that point, I had had three DUIs. My third one was a week prior to this car accident. I had two rollover car accidents, um, where both times I was pitched from the vehicle. Uh, this being the second one, and then, uh, you know, I had tried to commit suicide three different times. I'd been to a mental ward three, four times. Um, basically as low as low gets and i was on a spiral i was trying to kill myself with drugs and alcohol um to get to get exit the world um because i knew I, I made it really bad i made it bad on everybody around me i made it bad on myself and unfortunately i didn't at that point i thought uh unfortunately i didn't die from all that stuff and i was laying in a hospital homeless um and had nowhere to go that was bottom man i there was i called my mother i said hey can you give me a few bucks to to uh make ends me i'm you know I'm, i was laid up i didn't i was injured so uh and she she would not help me um and that was the final 
bridge that I burned where I thought, oh, I don't have anybody else to enable me. I'm stuck. It's all on me now. Uh, and that was my click in my brain that said, okay, now it's time to get sober. Uh, and so that's what I did. I, I drove all the way back to Colorado. I was I was in, in Nebraska at that time, about eight hours away. Um, I moved in with my brother. He gave me a chance to move in with him as long as I was sober. Uh, and I just started pounding away at AA and uh, doing the day-by-day -day living with them um, and just working at it, man, just getting sober. That's all I knew. Wow, that's that's incredible. So, so why do you think that you didn't stay down and you and where you were before? Why why, why do you think you didn't just stay there and continue? Yeah, so, I I totally get it because that that's a very common question uh, because we see people on the streets, we see people that uh, live in their uh, in their in their misery and. For me, I knew I had more potential than that, and I knew deep down that I was hurting myself, and it was just, I was at a crossroads. It was either continue, I was going to die, and I was going to die an addict, and and or I was going to get better, and, and this huge underlying, I was under this cloud of what I was doing to my children. Um, I knew that I was hurting them at the time. I thought if I exited the world that I wouldn't hurt them anymore. I wasn't able to exit the world, so I was going to continue to hurt them. And I couldn't imagine them going on without a father, with a father that was a POS like I, like I went through. Um, you know, they, they needed a strong male role model. Fortunately for them, it was only six months that they went without me completely. Um, you know, and, and their mother was very adamant that I was sick and they were not to be around me while I was, you know, homeless and deep, deep, deep into the addictions. Um, they were certainly around me uh, leading up to the homelessness. But uh, fortunately for them, they had a smart mother at the time that said, hey, yeah, this guy's on his way out. We need to get the kids away from him. Um, and ultimately, that's what came, made me come back to, to the world again was I, I spent the, the last 18 years of my life just being a, a father. Now, that, that's the great thing is, uh, you know, I, I released all that crap that I had from my childhood. Um, you know, my father, I thought a father was what he taught me and it absolutely was not. And that wasn't working anymore. So I got to start over with a clean slate. And for me, being a father didn't mean just making the right decisions for them or paying for things or um, it was more about teaching them values and it was, it was more about, uh, showing up and just being there for them. Um, at whatever level they were going to, I was going to be their father no matter what. So I will be there and I will be their father. And that also meant, uh, that I would work my butt off to be able to provide for them. Uh, and ultimately what that meant and the reason why I accidentally became a millionaire was because, uh, you know, the, the work ethic, um, I, I had to pay a lot of child support and, uh, but I didn't want my lifestyle to suffer either. So I always had two, three things going, one for my kids, one for me, one for my current wife. And, um, and we just kind of learned how to live under that, that stress and that, uh, that, that mindset of, uh, work your butt off. Uh, and, and all three of my kids now work their butts off. So 
I think it worked. <laughs> yeah, I was going to ask you about that because it, you know, it, there's one thing of of overcoming, you know, the the past and the ups, the obstacles, and you know, living a normal life, you know. But you are like an overachiever. You kind of went above and beyond. You, you you recovered and and you created success in, in the businesses and and um. So it's like really from one extreme to another extreme. It's like yeah. Uh, that, that's that's amazing. So where where did you find or did you find inspiration uh, to be a better person by by looking at, up at somebody else? Yeah. So what I did was try to uh, forget who I was uh, as an addict. Uh, I spent a lot of time hiding who I was. So I would put things up in front of me, uh, like my body. You know, physically, I would go out. I was in great shape and. And was a, I looked like a bodybuilder basically, um, you know, looked good. I could, I felt good. Um, and I had a nice house and I kept it clean and I drove, you know, I never had brand new things starting out sober. I mean, I had a one bedroom apartment when I first got sober, uh, and was able to get out of my brother's, but that thing was clean and I took, I was respectful of it and we had nice things that were used, but we we made them look nice and, and we, we took, um, pride in what we had and that just kept leading into other things. And really the eye opener was, um, kind of watching what other people were doing. Uh, my mother, first of all, was a, uh, predominant, uh, business owner and the leader in her industry and in bail bonds when I got sober and I had her to look up to and, you know, live up to really. Um, she had gotten sober before me and, and uh, by about 20 years. And, uh, you know, I was just kind of following in her footsteps as far as that goes. Um, but, you know, I had to solidify that relationship. I had to uh, live up to her uh, and her expectations as well. And, you know, I, I know we, we're not supposed to live for other people and whatnot, but I, I certainly did. I learned, I lived for my children and I didn't want them to be embarrassed of me or uh, of the actions that I did. So I stayed out of jail. I stayed out of uh, drinking and drugging and I stayed away from those people that did it. And, uh, you know, after a, a couple of years, you put some time under your belt, um, especially with business. You, I, I would latch on to healthy people and learn to do things that they were doing, but sort of emulate. Uh, and I latched on to a mentor of mine uh he's from australia and he was just a brilliant businessman and the first thing he said because i was embarrassed that i had never i didn't know what you know i didn't have an education uh and here i was starting my first retail store and and i just i was successful but i you know i couldn't i felt embarrassed still because i didn't have his education and he told me he said look man business isn't education business is relationships and getting stuff done and uh and that's what he nicknamed me was the get stuff done guy you know he told me to go out and do this and i went out and did it and i was successful and everything he told me to do i would go out and do and then repeat and repeat and repeat and pretty soon it the business was flourishing and pretty soon we had three more stores and uh and you know things were just popping and it, and it was just following direction i am by all means not talented in anything at all um, I, I, I am just a hard worker and that, and that's it. You know, uh, I believe in hard work and family. That's the top two, two values of mine. And, and I just go at that. Amazing. So your, your, 
You're very resourceful. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Creative yeah. and resourceful. I, yeah. I think we, as yeah. business owners, we really have to be. Absolutely. Um, and you, you leverage, you know, other people, you know, time, money, and, and, you know, you have the creativity, the brains. That's awesome. So, so Ron, let me ask you. So, so for somebody that is, is struggling, uh, mm -hmm. somebody that has, you know, maybe not the same situation that you did, but struggling, uh, what, what do you think, what would you suggest would be the first thing somebody do uh, to change their situation? Yeah, for sure. So in, in my book and in, in, in reality, I, I, when I was getting sober, I would do a daily check-in in the front of the mirror and I, I was required, I required myself, um, to look in that mirror and like the person that I was looking at. And if I didn't, then I had to check in again later in the day. Um, the, the great thing about the mirror is that every time you look at it, at it, you are a new person in that mirror. And, mm -hmm. Uh, you have to deal with the person in the mirror. So if you're not happy with the person in the mirror, go out and change something and then come back and look in the mirror again. Um, our businesses are a reflection on of us. They are the, an extension of our, uh, of our being. And if we're not healthy, if we're not looking good, feeling good, um, happy with the person in the mirror, our businesses aren't going to be either. Uh, you know, I, I think that's a, our minds have to be right in order to be successful and, and we have to be open to it. You know, a lot of people, uh, and I was one of these guys, I didn't think I deserved success. Um, I did everything I could to, to lose success or not have success. Um, and, and ultimately once I got that right, once I knew I was okay uh, and actually, you know what, it was at the hands of my wife. She was a good woman and she, kept telling me, Hey, you deserve this. Why don't you do that? Why don't you do this? You, you, you deserve it. And I started to realize that, Hey, she's right. I do deserve some things. Um, I deserve to be happy. I deserve to have great children. I, I, I deserve to be happy in my marriage. Um, but I also deserve to have a little freedom in my life. And because I've worked so hard and, and I've, I've been successful through that hard work, I, I deserve a little bit of freedom. And I, you know what, those people out there that don't think they deserve something, find little things that you deserve, you know, if it's dessert for now, great, have dessert. But, uh, you know, I, if you deserve a vacation, go on vacation. Don't feel guilty. Go after it. That, that's, a, that, that's amazing. Now, uh, now in this show, we, we've talked a lot about, about habits and, and, mm -hmm. and rituals in the show uh, and, you know, how important it is to have some type of a routine. Do you yeah. have any daily rituals or, or routines or habits? Yeah, absolutely. So first thing I don't do is wake up. Uh, I don't, I don't have a special time. I wake up every day. First of all, I work late. I work, um, you know, I'm a bail bondsman as well. So I work until midnight with that. And then I just fall to bed whenever I can. Um, I spend time dreaming at night, uh, you know, trying to prepare for my, the day, the next day. And if I have to wake up with an alarm, great. Um, you know, for whatever reason, meetings and whatnot because normal people wake up early i don't um however uh no matter what i do make my daily workout at 10 30 every single day uh, i work out for an hour uh with my wife uh and we spend some time together and throughout my meetings throughout the day those are all whatever you know that i'm at the mercy of of the job but every single night i also spend time with my wife um we, we lay in bed and we chit chat and talk and uh, try and get that half hour in. I sort of book in my day with very healthy things, selfish things for me. Um, 
I spend the rest of the day for other people working my butt off for, for those other people now that, so I'm, I'm at a disadvantage because uh, I just made a new uh, flip in my life. I've stopped working so hard and I've started taking advantage of some of my freedoms. Um, I stopped traveling so much because of Corona. Uh, So I've been spending time. uh, We just moved into a new home and, you know, I spend some time, uh, just being alone and and doing what I want to do rather than what I have to do. So you got me at a disadvantage, man. My life was very much rep- <laughs> regimented forever, especially with kids. We all have their schedules that we have to maintain. Uh, and having three kids that had three different things going on at all times, uh, you know, I was very much all about the kids, but they're all grown and I'm selfishly getting to enjoy me time and doing things I want to do. So, you know, out of my 10 values, uh, I spent much of the last 18 years uh, making family and hard work very important, top two values. And now I'm sort of pivoting and making freedom uh, a a top value in my life. And uh, it's been fun, man. It's been real fun. I feel like a teenager again. (laughs) That's awesome. That's awesome. It's awesome to hear that you have um, the support, a good support system at home with with your wife. And um and and that your children are grown and now it's like a lot of now it's like me time right you have time (laughs) well so that's what an entrepreneur does we work we do things that other people won't do when we're young because later in life we want to do things other people can't do and and you know i don't i i struggle with feeling guilty about that because i you know i see guys working out in my yard or my new house here i see them working and stuff and i feel i struggle like hey man I feel like I have to tell him my story because I feel like that rich guy on the hill that, you know, uh, that doesn't deserve, they just think I have a bunch of money. But, you know, when I tell people my story, Hey man, I, I was homeless. I was just like you. I had this job. I had that job. And, mm. uh, and, and it's also an opportunity for me to hand, hand them my book and, uh, help someone else too. So, yeah. uh, yeah, I spill. I spend a lot of time justifying my freedom. <laughs> <laughs> now let's talk a little bit about about your book. I have a little graphic here about your book, yeah. uh, "Ditches to Riches." Tell me a little bit about that. That's a great title, and I tell me this. Tell me about it. Yeah, so uh, of course the book starts off with that that car accident I was telling you about, and I'm literally laying in a ditch, uh, and I'm I'm found by a, uh, a jogger that happened to be running by out in the middle of nowhere, Nebraska. Uh, so it was very lucky and he saved my life and got me to called 911. Uh, so I'm starting there in the book and that that's the low of the low of Ron Worley and and that pivotal point when I changed my mind uh, to to start thinking about uh, sobriety. And, and then the riches part of that, you know, it, so the whole book is based on the 10 values that I call the Worley way that we use to raise our kids run our businesses, uh, run our lives from here on out. Um, I met a guy uh, named Jim Hensel. He runs uh, Mayhem Mindset. And I called him my man coach. He came in he helped me figure out what values that were important to me. Uh, and I sort of just took on this mantra of the whirly way. And, and this is how I run my life. And uh, if I'm having a problem figuring out right or wrong or what's right or wrong for me, um, I, I resort to the whirly way. And uh, it was great raising the kids that way. You know, we had a big poster on our wall and it said the whirly way and it had the 10 values and explained the 10 values. And if they got in trouble at school or if they are having trouble in their life, we would resort back to the whirly way. And uh, it really helped them uh, help speak to their hearts and 
uh, help them understand the importance of having values in their lives, not just mine, but their own too. Uh, and as they've grown into young adults, they've each got their own values that they've set up for themselves. And man, it's tremendous to see that work. But this book uh, is just a walk down what was what worked for me and it. And I really broke down each value and showed how they work in business uh, and how they can work for other people. And I, spoiler alert, riches is not money. I don't uh, believe that money is going to make anybody happy. Truthfully, it does, it does make people happy for a while, but um, to be truly, truly happy and successful, uh, my riches is, is uh, relationships. I, I found out towards the end of my career that the money that was coming in was from all the time I was putting in on relationships. Um, and, and there we go. You know, that's, what's important. Uh, you build relationships, you leverage people's, uh, you leverage, leverage that relationship, uh, in business, but in life, you, you sort of are also leveraging, but you're doing it in a more meaningful way. And so I tried to combine the two and, uh, and that's why, you know, that's why we're successful. My wife is a highly successful real estate agent. Uh, and we've had a highly successful real estate brokerage and, uh, the, these are, it's because we actually care about the people that we're helping. Uh, we realized early on in our careers, in our businesses, uh, that if you take care of your community, your community will take care of you. Uh, and you know, in bail bonds, it's been quite the ride, man. I I've been to jail five times. So how could I not understand what the person in jail is dealing with? And, uh, I think that's worked to my benefit as far as, and, and you know, it, Gosh, we go, we do volunteer a lot. Um, my office is always, one of our offices or all, all of them are always drop spots for various different things that we're doing. But, um, you know, it's a great advertisement, but at the same time, it's it's truth. You know, we we love to work with the community and have, um, go go to the food bank every month and, and pull our friends and family in and do that kind of thing. So um, wow, that all pays off, man. It's an amazing story. Ron, the, so so the book, the values, the 10 values you're saying, it's not necessarily, that can apply to anything in life, not just business. Right? Yeah, that's correct, man. And what I did was tried to meld them because uh, the tricky part in writing the book was it wasn't just a book for uh, like a life arc. It wasn't just to help people. It was also what worked in business. And so uh, it's a different way to look at business, but it's also something you can use in your life. And if you can combine the two, you'll be successful in life and in business. That's amazing. And did you think about how did, why did you write this book? How, when did that idea come up? Yeah, so I dropped dead working uh, in the courthouse uh, back in 2016. I had heart failure, and I was in the shape of my life I thought I was, and I was I was a very healthy person, but I was overstressed and overworked. Uh, and uh, I, when I woke up in the hospital, I had my children there, my wife there. Uh, people were coming in and out saying hello, and it was a glimpse into my funeral, which was really cool to see how many people cared about me enough to show up and visit on my deathbed. Uh, I was given uh, a very short time to live and I, I coined the phrase, live like you're dying. Man, I got out of that hospital. And I just started doing things that uh, people could remember me by. I was, I went out and I traveled and I saw people uh, that I hadn't seen in a while. I went and made sure and say goodbye to people. I went on a farewell, farewell tour 
if you will, uh, saying goodbye to everybody. And uh, one of the things that I wanted to do was leave something for my children to be able to pick up and show their children and to show their children and on down the line and uh, leave that legacy. And so that's why I finally just, I, I put the book together. I found a means of way because I am not an author, um, but I did write every word in that book. Um, but I had a book coach and he taught me how to make plots and do things and, and put everything into book version. Uh, Aaron Chambers has written several books and uh, boy, he really was remarkable in helping me get this book off the ground. Um, help, you know, again, hard work. Uh, and it gave me a reason to live too, man. Uh, you know, I had to get the book done. Um, fortunately for me since then, you know, they gave me five years to live with my heart. Um, and then they were going to have to do a new heart. If I lived the five years, um, we might be able to get on a heart transplant list. Thank God for me. I didn't just let the doctors, I didn't listen to them too much. I, I took their warnings and used that to propel me into finding a way to punch through it. And I'm actually, uh, I found a holistic doctor who, uh, helped repair my heart 65%. I'm actually only uh, four points on the infraction injection fraction from a normal heart now. And that I've been taken off the transplant list. Um, I'm no longer thinking about dying. I mean, I think about it, but you know, I'm not looking at dying in a couple of years. Um, and I'm kind of looking at having a longer life. So uh, th thank God for that. And that that's also sparked me into the freedoms, which if you read the book, freedom is one of my big values. Um, I, I've got to take advantage of my freedom now because you just don't know tomorrow if we're going to be alive. So right. I challenge everybody to do that, man. Wow. That's amazing. It's amazing, Ron, uh, your story. J just when I was about to like wrap up, you you threw that last part about the heart and, and this last two, two, three minutes is like, wow, we can go on and on. That's yeah. amazing that that it's incredible. It's very inspiring. Um, uh, and I thank you. Well, now, now, how are you helping people? Like when you, when you write the book, are, are you doing other things uh, um, to help people? Like yeah, so I, coaching or you're mentoring or. Yeah, I mentor. Um, I, you know, the coaching part of that, I've actually teamed up with Mayhem Mindset and Jim Hensel, and we're getting ready to tackle some pretty big projects for businesses um, on a more personal level. I love to coach and mentor people, give advice, uh, share my wisdom, what I've learned in life. If they want to, uh, anybody wants to reach out to me free of charge, uh, go to that, that, what you see at the bottom there, ronworley.com. Uh, my email's on there. I might even have a phone number on there. Um, but anybody is, is welcome to reach out on my social medias or uh, via email. I always respond back and uh, spark that relationship to try and help people. Whether it's in business or in life, you know, I'm down with it. I, I'm cool. I've I've been through some things in my life that have taught me some lessons, and um, and I do love to share that message and and see what I can do to help people. That's amazing. I see we have a question that came in. Uh, have you been through other relationships, or you found a new beginning? Yeah. So uh, <laughs> they're my relationships. So interestingly enough, when I got sober, I no longer was uh, the same person. And uh, I found out a lot about myself before I got deep into relationships. But a couple years into my sobriety, I found my wife. And that has been the the one relationship that has been uh, just solid. Uh, she's somebody I never would have ever thought. I always, I always thought about romance and 
these are the kind of the women that I, I picked. I always wanted to romanticize them and they were really, um, really that just wasn't that's not what love is all about anymore for me um i now am with a woman for 18 years we've been together sorry 15 years oh gosh um and <laughs> and and she challenges me every single day to do better be better and she does that by showing me how she's better and does better every day too she works equally as hard as me and together we're a team i literally talk to her 15 18 million times a day uh, and run things past her before I before I do things because she's a great rock sounding board. Um, as far as those other relationships, I've repaired the relationship with my mother. Um, unfortunately, my father was murdered back in 1997. I wasn't able to repair that one, but I have done some work on myself to forgive him, uh, which is really hard to do uh, when they're dead. But uh, things come up all the time with him. And I just remember that I have had to forgive him and uh, it is what it is. The great thing is my mother was alive and I was able to go back to her and understand that she was also an alcoholic, a drug addict. And the things that she did to us as children, I that was an easy forgive because she was also sick. Um, but she also more than made up for it by being an extraordinary woman thereafter. My mom's actually the first woman in the oil field in Colorado. Uh, maybe the country, I don't know, but back in the 70s, she jumped on board with uh, in the oil field, and that's her claim to fame, man. She's the first woman. <laughs> so, awesome. um, yeah. Well, thank you very much, Ron, for sharing your story and for being vulnerable and and, and open to it and and just sharing and 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 thank you for the viewers for questions. Um, so, Ron, your your uh, your website is Ron. I'm going to put it here, RonWardy.com, so people can check you out there and. Mm -hmm. And uh, there's the book. You can get the book on his website. I'll put a link to the book to the book as well in the video description. Um, so that's all. About, that's about all the time we have now. Thank you again, Ron. Uh, you want to leave us with a final word of encouragement for everybody? Yeah, absolutely, man. Don't let your past define you. Get get in front of that mirror every day. Start over every day if you have to. Uh, you are not defined by your mistakes. You are defined by your values. So get yourself a handful of those too. All right. Thank you. Well said. Thank you. Thank Goodbye. you. Thank you very much. Bye. Bye.